You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Question Weaver Tyler? What? You're weaving questions out of me. I'm trying to combine the two. King of Questions and Crime Weaver. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think that just makes you the Riddler. <laughs> does It does make you the Riddler. And I am the Batman, Gordon. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't hide my identity, though. That's, that's, that's nothing. I don't even have a costume. <laughs> you do like, just walk around saying, I'm just, Batman. It's just yeah, a hello, like my a, name is sticker that you put on yeah, me. Yeah, or like any of the stuff. I don't, also don't fight a lot none of, of the, crime. None of the tools. I'm hoping that sort of just my possible presence will deter uh, unsavory activities, but... Like riddles? Like riddles. I don't, Riddles, I, jokes, poison I ivy. I often don't like riddles. An abundance of cats. That's fine. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for. I'm down for lots of cats. How do you feel about calendars? Um, don't use them. Okay. <laughs> what day is it? Doesn't matter. Every day is crime fighting day. Maybe. <laughs> what day is it? It's another one. Shut up. Yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> it's either day or the night, which I rule. <laughs> what? Which one? What number is attached to it? Has nothing to do with it. Meaningless. It does. It does mean that I am. I hope. I hope none of the villains are listening to this. It does mean that I'm pretty easily confounded by sort of time-based activities, which, you which it turns out is a lot of them. Uh, we'll like call a it major a major pot- weakness. We'll call it a potential major weakness. I haven't <laughs> actually. Again, I haven't done any. Want to underline any crime fighting, but if uh-huh. I ever were to, I imagine it could be a weakness. Yeah, you do need to say that for legal purposes. Yeah, and again, I do, I do hope nobody's planning a crime right now or listening to it because I I probably won't show up unless it's like kind of immediate vicinity, like tr- like truly like outside my window, kind of immediate vicinity. <laughs> like that time that you saw those guys on the roof. And then you said yeah. on the podcast, there's guys on the roof. Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> That's about again, the extent of the crime fighting you do. Yeah, I didn't like fight if it was a crime. And it if might it not was have a crime. Been. But if they were wet bandits, I did alert the podcast <laughs> listenership to the crime. Yeah. Several days after it may or may not have happened. And then I trust that someone followed up. You're a potential crime awareness kind of. I would, I would say that is my specialty, is sort of the awareness of crime, which is where it starts, really. Before um, we can fight crime, we must, we must observe and be aware that crime is happening. If you believe the, the onus of many charitable foundations, yeah, that's... We just have to tell people it's here. Yeah, and then someone will sort it out. That is, Does this... That's, 
Does this make us a true crime podcast now? Can I start putting that in like our I our tags. to you that we've always been a true crime podcast. <laughs> We're just on the other side of it than most of them. Because that's a big slice of podcast pie that we could stick our little fingers in. It's true. Really, you're they just are... listening to us commit true crimes. <laughs> they are potentially still popular true crime stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like I hear. Really. <laughs> I feel like I hear less about it than I used to. Nor did I ever. I've never listened to any true crime anything. I have. Um, <laughs> I would say that I'm interested, again, in potential true crime, but not mm-hmm. actual true crimes. Yeah. So I think I think maybe... You've made that maybe, abundantly clear. Maybe what we are is a potential crime podcast. <laughs> I feel like adding the word potential to any tag that we choose makes this... It makes it true. Right. We like have unlimited any, potential. Like, at any point, we could be a podcast about whatever that that was some confusing mathematics you just did carmen at least to me mathematics adding adding potential to something makes it true yeah oh i see it seems contradictory well it makes the statement true oh i see it sure makes it possibly true (laughs) potentially true you might even say and and again who's to say what is and isn't anything we don't like labels i i believe we obsess over labels on this show (laughs) do we speaking of i should get that uh spreadsheet open can't say i remember that ever happening (laughs) definitively gordy you are the wishiest of washiest batmans (laughs) um having a hell of a time trademarking that though (laughs) i'll tell you that and if there's no branding then what's the point that is true all right well are are you two ready for a podcast about a story that may or may not be a crime didn't we just do one i'm all i'm already worn out oh it's not gonna help Um, (laughs) i i had about six minutes of content in me this week and i just spent them uh, you can just kind of like sit sit quietly along for the ride then. Uh, Gordy, onus is on you to be funny the whole time. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so we took a break from our, our big heavy hitters last week, um, but I think we should get back in that saddle. Uh, cause Hans yeah, that was Chris- a long enough break. Yeah. Uh, we haven't, <laughs> the we haven't 40 heard from- minutes that you didn't tell us about a leech. <laughs> It was legendary. Um, Hans Christian like- Andersen needs his time in the spotlight here in the early season of 2023. What the folklore? <laughs> okay, so a genuine thought is that I think I think it might be worthwhile to start defining stories by what they are not. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that a long time ago. Uh, so this story is the swineherd, which may or may not feature a swineherd. Right. Uh, it's a Hans Christian Andersen tale suggested to us by Kid Chaos, Rutabaga Rancher, at the time of suggesting, so thank you, Kid Chaos. And uh, we're sourcing this from from the Hans Christian Andersen Center, a thing that exists on the internet. It's at anderson.sdu.dk. For Denmark? I assume so. They couldn't get ander.son. <laughs> is, that a, is that a legitimate suffix? 
S-O-N? Yeah, I, n- I don't know. I, I feel think... like these took off for a minute and then... Yeah, well, they cost a lot extra to get that oh, kind sure. of special domain situation thing going. Um, yeah. So it's not for the common folk. I have no further information. The story will speak for itself. Are you ready to hear Great. the swineherd? Do it. Gordy, are you ready to carry this podcast on your shoulders <laughs> while no. Tyler kicks his feet up? Like you do the city during <laughs> yes. the nighttime. Yes. But but again, I should say, kind of nighttime between the hours of like, depending on the time of year, 8 and 11 p.m. Not to further elongate this, but are you just kind of like an inverse uh, Rorschach? What? Like at, at night. This is my first question to you is what is that? <laughs> You've read Watchmen, I assume. No. You have sure not. haven't. Sure haven't. Did you see Watchmen? I don't really do comic book superhero nerd shit. That's fair. Well, this is going to be lost on you then, so I'm just going <laughs> to uh, eject. My first thought was Gordy is the trauma that is behind the Rorschach test readings. Now I am, <laughs> now I am, now I am aware of a man called Rorschach who is in the movie Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. Well, he yeah. famously, uh, when the city looks up to him for uh, salvation, uh, he, he, his famous quote is that he will look down and say no. And I was assuming that you do that, but only during the daytime, because you do cover <laughs> us at night. You have very specific as, I think, hours. I think it's really important to say that there is a certain point after which I will not go out. Yeah, at like 6 a.m., you do and look if, down at the city and say no, I will not save you. <laughs> And if I, and if I, yes, exactly. That is someone else's purview. <laughs> and I, and I, I, yeah. If I have like plans that night, then it's probably, probably say no anyway. Yeah. You and Freybug both are very good at keeping boundaries on your uh, protecting jobs. I think work-life balance is very important. Yeah. So does Freybug. She's very protective all day. From wind and the sighing of snakes in the woods several miles away. Um, But as soon as it is bedtime, that dog is off duty and it doesn't matter what noises are happening. (laughs) She will not bark at them. She will not even move her head. So you two keep very good boundaries. Yeah. Anyway, a fairy tale. The thing this podcast is about, presumably. It's about to happen. Imminently. I can feel it coming. Once, there was a poor prince. He did have a kingdom, as that is a prerequisite to being a prince, but it was very small. Okay, this is starting to sound like those, like, anybody can save their money articles. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand, I'm a poor prince. My kingdom, very small. My mom only paid off all of my student loans. It's only 186 acres. It was big enough to marry upon, uh, whatever that means. I don't know. I don't know what the like threshold of marriageable kingdom is. Yeah, what is the square Physi- footage? <laughs> physically room to have a marriage on it? Because I would argue that that's not as impressive as he thinks. What's the minimum square footage for wedding? <laughs> yeah, is is his kingdom just a rental... Uh, venue. Can you hop up and down on one leg and still get married in like a four square block? Mm. Is the marriage even legitimate if you're doing it on one leg? I feel like you need two feet on the ground for a legitimate marriage. Just to make sure that you, you're, you know, 
You're going into it serious. Of course. Uh, well, this prince did really want a marriage, possibly because he's lived his entire life in a kingdom that's actually a rental wedding venue. Yeah. Oh, he just he just lives in one of those places. <laughs> yeah, he's the prince of he's the prince of a chateau, a small chateau. Um, it was certainly bold of him to ask the emperor's own daughter for a marriage. Mm-hmm. But he did. Oh boy. Because his name was famous, and there were hundreds of princesses that would have said, yes, thank you. I don't know what his name is famous for. Maybe he was Arson? on like a, a Forbes list for princes with smallest kingdoms. And yeah, he's I was going to say, maybe, maybe he's not proud of it, but it's for being the prince of the smallest nation. Like he, he oh, gets yeah. magazine covers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but what did the emperor's daughter say? And we'll find out. Why are you asking me? I don't know the story. I don't even want to be here. (laughs) A rose tree grew over the grave of the prince's father. It was a super beautiful rose tree, and it only bloomed once every five years, and it only gave off a single flower. But this flower was amazing. The smell alone would make a man forget all of his sorrows, like presumably the loss of his father. Mm Mm-hmm. Upon which the rose tree grows. That might be one of them. Yeah. That's for sure a quest flower. (laughs) The prince also had a nightingale. And this nightingale sang like it had all the sweet songs of the world in its little throat. So he put both of these in large silver cases and sent them to the princess as a gift. Does the bird take requests? Free bird. (laughs) That's all it says. (laughs) (laughs) It's trying to send a subtle message. It's all that it says. It doesn't even sing the song. <laughs> it just says, free bird! Free bird! It's, it's the, the imperative version of that song. <laughs> so the emperor ordered the silver cases carried before him to the great hall where the princess was playing at visitors with her maids-in-waiting. Which is pretty mm-hmm. much all they ever did. I don't know if... Is, is this just a game of pretend? Are they? Is she pretending to have people come over? So like playing doctor, playing house, that yeah, kind of thing? yeah. That's that's the impression I got. We don't get any further details except that this is all that they do. Okay, this week you get to be visitor, and I will be host, <laughs> and I will be lives here, <laughs> and you will be naughty children, and you will be the weird neighbor. <laughs> Let's see what wacky scenarios we can create. The princess saw that she had gotten some presents, and she clapped her hands in glee. Oh, she said, I do hope I get a little pussycat. My impression of this princess is that she is maybe a five years old. <laughs> it's kind of sounding like it. Because I don't know many marriageable age people who see that they get presents, clap their hands like this, like, ooh, I hope it's a cat in one of these silver boxes. I could be wrong. But she's playing pretend, and she's very excited about presents. And these things scream a five years old to me. Uh, she opened one, and it's the rose, and the maids-in-waiting are like, Oh, that's pretty. And the emperor says, No, it's not pretty. It's superb. <laughs> but the princess poked the rose with her finger, and she almost started to cry. Oh, fie, papa. It's not artificial. It's natural. Oh, fie, said all her maids-in-waiting. It's only natural. 
I guess in fairy tale for times it's the opposite of now where like getting a, a fake silk flower mm-hmm. is lame. Was and, ideal. And yeah, they they want they want the fake ones. Maybe it lasts better for pretend. That is true. Uh, so the emperor says, "Well, okay. Before we fret and pout, let's see what else you got." <laughs> Come on, <laughs> there's more things. Uh, so he opened the other case, and there was the nightingale, who was apparently unperturbed enough by being shoved in a silver case and shipped off to another country that it started singing sweetly. And for a little while, no one could even think of a complaint. Free bird. <laughs> Superbe, charmant, said the ladies in waiting in their smattering of French, each one speaking it worse than the next. <laughs> so Which gives me like a, full a targeted ring. dig. Yeah, that's yeah, a fun does. detail. <laughs> yeah, this, the story has some like good seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> the courtier points out that it reminds him of the late Empress's music box, and the Emperor wept like a child and said, Ah, me. So maybe the she is of marriageable age, and this is just a family trait. No one, no one ever grew up. They're just like this. Yeah, this is just what they. This is how they interact with the world. There's no filter on any emotion. There's no poise, and it's just it's all out there. Bird said the princess, "You mean it's real? A real live bird?" The men who brought it assured her. Then let it fly and be gone. And she refused to hear anything else about the prince. Free bird. Free bird. So the nightingale gets a happy ending. Finally free. And then it can follow its true passion, which is singing heavy metal with the throat singing. No one no one else will be able to tell it to sing pretty again. <laughs> it just flies off into the sunset, singing like a Gretzko. <laughs> Goes and learns from the grackles how to make noise. <laughs> the prince was not so easily discouraged. Uh, so he darkened his face and pulled his hat over his eyes and knocked at the door. And I'm going to assume that darkening his face just means getting it dirty like he works. Because he only darkens his face and not anything else. And I would like to not go down certain paths with this story. Mm-hmm. Ideally. Uh, ideally. Um, so he knocks at the emperor's door and he says, Hello, emperor. How are you today? Can I have a job? I don't know if it maybe like works that way at the Princess Kingdom because it's really tiny. You can just go door to door. You can just go to the the castle. Is there any other building? Well, the Emperor also answers his own door, (laughs) which also seems very strange. Unusual. (laughs) Is everybody's kingdom very tiny? Is this? Is just 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 a neighborhood, and these people (laughs) all put on airs? Well, they do love to play pretend here. Apparently, they do. I'm thinking this is just a suburban neighborhood. So the emperor, who answers his own damn door, says, Well, people are always looking for jobs. But let me see. I do need someone to tend the pigs, because we do have just so dang many of them. In his empire. And nothing else. Mm -hmm. We don't have land, but we do have this stack of pigs to the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell the HOA about it. (laughs) That's a starting point. It's definitely against the bylaws. (laughs) So the prince is appointed the imperial pig tender. He's given a wretched room by the pigsties, and that's where he lives now. All day long he sat and worked, and was as busy as he could be. But apparently what he was working on was nothing pig-related. Because by (laughs) evening he'd made a neat little kettle with bells around the brim. 
while the pigs ran rampant <laughs> unattended. Hell yeah, pigs. Free bird, free pigs. Free pigs. <laughs> when this kettle boiled, the bells would tinkle and play the tune of Oh Dear Augustine, All is Lost, 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 um, which I am not going to sing for you. But I will send you the link to the tune, and you will recognize it. Oh, to liber Augustine, Augustine, Augustine. Oh, to liber Augustine, alles ist weg. Geld ist weg, maud ist weg, alles hin, Augustine. Oh, to liber Augustine, alles ist weg. So... Oh yeah, sure. Yep. So this is the song that basically goes da 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 da. So I need you to to know that going forward, that's the sound in bells this kettle makes. What a brilliant design! But that is the least of what this kettle can do. I'm listening. What else you got, kettle? If anyone puts their finger in the steam from the kettle. They can immediately smell whatever there was for dinner in any cooking pot in town. Mm-hmm. I imagine that that is less impressive than it uh, makes itself sound. Probably. Also sounds painful. Steam's hot. Because um, I imagine a lot of those things, it's the same thing being cooked throughout town. They probably don't have a lot of variety, is my point. Again, I think all of this is happening in some kind of frickin' neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there are kingdoms at all. Um, No rose was ever like this kettle, just so you know. Like, this is super rad kettle. So the princess happened to be passing by with her maids in waiting while the kettle was playing its da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And she heard the tune, and she stopped, looking pleased. For she, too, knew how to play Oh Dear Augustine. It was the only tune she knew, and she played it with one finger. So she thinks this swineherd is very accomplished. I guess because in order to like maintain her own self-image, she has to assume that this tune makes her accomplished. So therefore he mm-hmm. is, too. If she's going to be hot shit for knowing the song, then the swineherd also has to be hot shit. Yeah, by that logic, it has to maintain. Uh, So she says to her maids, hey, go ask him the price of the instrument. Which is kind of like going to an artist booth and being like, dang, what great paintings. Can I buy your brush? I mean, you know how often that happens, right? (laughs) I don't think I've ever... Well, it happens in the digital sphere for sure. Yeah, constantly. What program did you use? (laughs) Yeah, what program is that? What brushes did you use? Like, the hard and the soft round. It's on everyone. <laughs> get, get get good. Um, so the maid goes to, uh, to ask. She has to go through the pigsties, but don't worry. She did put her overshoes on first. So I know you were all really fretting about the state of, of her Doc Martens or whatever she was wearing. I was fretting. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> I'm glad she. I'm glad she used protection. Yes, she got she got herself some shoe condoms. She think that's what that means. Yeah, isn't it? You're like parents are supposed to tell you about how to do that, right? Yeah, 
are don't, they? Don't ever forget your overshoes. Yeah. It's how babies happen. Uh, so she goes in and asks for the price of the kettle, I guess because it becomes obvious once you're in there where this noise is coming from. Um, and the prince names the price of ten kisses from the princess. <laughs> All at once or spaced out? I think it's just like in sequence. But like just sort of all in a row. Yeah. Rapid fire. Yeah. You got to collect on your debts while while you got them. Because you never know when a royalty is going to just get lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. Ooh, for goodness sake, said the maid. And I won't take less, said the swineherd, a shrewd bargainer. <laughs> so I guess the maid went back outside because the princess says, well, what does he say? And the maid says, I can't tell you. He's too horrible. His mind is full of filth. He's a nasty boy. So the princess says, well, then whisper it to me then. (laughs) Oh, no, she's nasty, too. (laughs) And then when she heard, she says, oh, isn't he naughty? And she walks away. (laughs) But she hadn't gotten far when she heard that little tune being played again. Oh, du lieber Augustin, 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 oh, du lieber Augustin, alles ist So the prince has basically set a royalty trap of a, a unique and interesting thing that she knows about now, so she does have to have it. Uh, so she's like, hmm, let's see if he'll take kisses from you guys instead. But the prince is very firm. He does not want maid princesses, or maid kisses. He wants princess kisses. And so she's like... All right, now, isn't that disgusting? All right, just stand around me like a human shield so no one can see us. (laughs) So the maids spread themselves around her and spread their skirts wide. I assume like that one changing sequence in the early part of the Moulin Rouge film. Um, And the swineherd took his kisses and she took the kettle. Then the fun started. Oh, du lieber Augustin, 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 oh, du lieber Augustin, alles ist fake. It hasn't been going on yet. Uh, I noticed. <laughs> none, of, none of this is sanctioned fun yet. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me that part. I picked up on that. <laughs> the princess and her maids kept that kettle boiling morning till night. So all day, every day. This castle is a nightmare now. And from the Chamberlain's banquet to the cobbler's breakfast, they knew all that was cooked in town. The maids in waiting danced about and clapped their hands. We know! We know! (laughs) We know who's having sweet soup and pancakes! We know who's having porridge and cutlets! Isn't that interesting? Well, they don't know who is having them, do they? Yeah, they do. They know, like, they just, like... They can pinpoint which... Yeah, they can ask the kettle with their finger in the steam, like, what's in the cook pot of this person? And the kettle will let them smell it. And I guess they use deductive reasoning from there. Most interesting, said the head lady of the bedchamber, probably exhausted at this point. Because <laughs> she's got these women dancing around a singing kettle on loop with a one-minute song. Oh, 
I'm glad the bird got out of there before this. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we invented the TV. <laughs> I think it's I think it's good for people. Turns out, yeah. When when people go on about how video games and television rot the brain, just like point them to this. It's like people don't worry. Always... We have always found ways to rot our brain. Yeah, this is at it's least like it's... quieter. It's not like it was good before we can just do it more efficiently now <laughs> <laughs> and in the privacy of our own home yes the, and this and this is key so the princess reminds her maids that she is the emperor's daughter so don't snitch about them kisses and they were like shit we won't I'm like we're in this with you look at this rad kettle <laughs> i can smell what the baker's eating isn't that fucked up <laughs> There's not a lot of gossip in this neighborhood. We haven't invented next door yet, so we gotta do what we gotta do. Um, meanwhile, the swineherd, and that's the prince, in case you forgot, because he is in disguise, um, just to keep it straight for you, uh, and he's mm-hmm. not a real swineherd at all, but in fact a, a prince. Um, you good? I don't want to confuse you or anything. I know this story. Well, it had been a bit since we heard about him. Yeah. He's the bird, right? <laughs> now the bird's free now <laughs> we're never seeing that fucking bird again he's living a good life um he's also apparently still not tending swine even a little bit um <laughs> so i i would like to see where the pigs are i, I imagine they're in every garden and in a yes, couple I of am, bedrooms i would like to know more about the pigs please uh, but the swineherd is busy making a rattle that can play all the waltzes and jigs and dance tunes that have been heard since the beginning of time. Instead of just the one over and over. Yeah. He he realized his mistake as he heard it filtering through the, the windows of the castle every day of his life. It's like, all right, we need to get a, we need to get some variety in here. Also, clearly, this prince is a wizard. This isn't like I could see the kettle. Well, the steam part's definitely weird. the The bells bit maybe if he was like a clever mm-hmm. engineer could maybe make that work. Um, but this is just fucking wizardry. So maybe that's why he's famous. <laughs> The story has to is, is giving us context clues for these claims it's made, and it's up to us to solve the mystery. <sighs> so the princess comes by, and she hears this rattle, and she says, Why, it's superb, eh? I assume bad French again. Because <laughs> it does, like, it's superb, but it's italicized and has the extra E. And so she wants a maid to go ask the price of the instrument, and uh, says, I'm not going to accept kissing as an answer, by the way, so they take that off the bargaining table. <laughs> Uh, and the maid comes back with the price of a hundred kisses from the princess. <sighs> We're learning. <laughs> I believe he's out of his mind, said the princess, and she marched off. But she didn't get far before she reasoned. Well, I am the emperor's daughter. And that's my duty to encourage the arts. All right, go tell <laughs> him Tell him ten kisses. And if he wants more, he can get them from my maids-in-waiting. Oh, but we don't like that," said the maids reasonably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. Like, that yeah. is that is not why we're here. That's not that's not maid 
Yeah. That's not maid duties. This is not in our contract. Fiddlestick, said the princess. If he can kiss me, he can certainly kiss you. Remember that I give you board and wages. So, fuck this princess. So the maid had to go back. Uh, but the swineherd would not budge on his demands, so they do the whole Moulin Rouge bit again as the swineherd began to collect his hundred kisses. The emperor, meanwhile, is hanging out on his balcony, probably trying to escape the constant noise of that kettle. And uh, he looks down and he's like, what the fuck is even happening by the pigsties? So he puts on his spectacles and he says, well, bless my soul if the maids in waiting aren't up to mischief again. I better go see what's up. <laughs> Which opens up this whole other line of questioning of what do, what do these women do <laughs> regularly? Truly, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I mean, I thought they were just playing visitors, but maybe that takes them around the town quite a bit. Maybe they go play visitors in someone else's house without consent. So he pulled on his easy slippers up over his heels, though usually he would just shove his feet in and let the slippers flap about, which I I like as a small character detail to just throw in here. But by pulling them up over his heels, this really helped him move faster. He was like, man, maybe I shouldn't be lazy about my shoes. As soon as he got near the pig pens, he took very soft steps. I hope, like, exaggerated tiptoe movements. That are actually louder in cartoons than just walking. Yeah. Uh, The maids-in-waiting were busy counting the kisses, making sure that the contract was fairly upheld. And they didn't (laughs) notice the emperor behind them. He stood up on his- Are they using an abacus? Yes. One of them has an abacus. Uh, the emperor stood up on his tiptoes to see what was going on. Such naughtiness, he said when he saw them <laughs> kissing. <laughs> and he boxed their ears with his slipper as the swineherd was taking his 86th kiss. No! We got Uh-oh. so close! 14 short, though. Yep, deal is not, the deal has not been made. Sorry. You know, part of a rattle. The emperor banishes them both in a rage, and so she stands there crying. I don't know if she's standing where where the kissing was happening crying, or if the banishment has occurred and she's just, like, right outside the borders of the kingdom, which is in this case is the yard of whatever house this is which, in the HOA. Which is outside the picket fence. Yeah. Well, she's crying, and the swineherd was scolding, and rain came down in torrents for dramatic movie scene purposes. Poor little me, said the princess. If only I had married the famous prince. Oh, how unlucky I am. I'm not sure how this conclusion was reached. Well, she's wet now. (laughs) I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Okay. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to be that, but she is now. Unfortunately. If she'd made a different choice at some point. And specifically that one, not not the trading... Her maidenly virtues for a toy. Yeah, the the wetness wouldn't be so so big a deal. Yeah, because it wouldn't be happening. She wouldn't even know about the kettle that plays Oh Dear Augustine. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things would be significantly different. Yep. So the swineherd slipped behind a tree and changed into his prince stuff, and he came out in such a princely fashion that the princess couldn't keep from curtsying. <laughs> that womanly instinct. Yep. That that reflex. Yeah, you you see a doublet and those knees bend. 
That's what knees weak means, right? Yeah. You just <laughs> instinctually curtsy. Yeah, I'm weak at the knees. <laughs> Down I go. <laughs> so the prince looks at her. The woman that he was trying to marry. Who is now curtsying at him. The man she wishes she'd married. And he says, I have only contempt for you. <laughs> Why? Because she's wet? Yeah. I answered my own question. <laughs> you turned down a prince's honest offer. You didn't appreciate the rose or the nightingale. But you were all too ready to kiss a swineherd for a tinkling toy to amuse you. <laughs> you are now properly punished. Because you're wet. Then the prince went home to his kingdom and shut and barred the door. <laughs> Forever. To his kingdom. No one in, no one out. Which is just a house, I'm sure. And the princess could stay outside and sing Oh Dear Augustine to her heart's content. The end. Oh, deliver Augustine, Augustine, Augustine. Uh... Hans, my dude, you don't have to publish all of them. <laughs> what's wrong with this one? You, sometimes it's best in the drafts, I think. What's what's the matter with this one? You, see, it's tricky because you can't pinpoint just one thing. <laughs> it's that the whole thing is rotten. <laughs> There's just something something in there. I mean, it does have the, the feeling of something that's been hastily pulled out of the ass. Yeah. Right before a deadline. Yeah. Because stuff sort of just barrels forward. And there, there are a lot of things that just aren't given any due time or explanation. Like the fact that he's famous. Or his proposals. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't I don't know how. We don't have a third thing. So we, we broke the rule of three. So this yep. is definitely on a tight deadline. Yep. Um. I appreciate that nothing matters. Like the kettle yeah. doesn't solve anything or do anything. It's now we know what's who's eating what. But I guess that kind of ties into the whole point there at the end, the theme of like you didn't appreciate gifts given to you, but you you'll trade you'll trade things for a cool trinket. Like we say on this show a lot to just go out and make your thing, especially after reading stuff like this. And I'm hoping to not be contradictory here, but also sometimes the world doesn't need more things in it. (laughs) Make your thing, then let it sit for a little bit. But also believe in your thing. Like the world doesn't the world doesn't need a thing just to have a thing. Right. Like don't just toss things out to toss things out. Like make the thing that you want. Put Mm -hmm. love and care into it, and sometimes that means like discipline. Typically, uh, Hans Christian Andersen provides us stories. This week, he provided us content. (laughs) And that's the distinction. There were some things that I did really appreciate about this story, though. Yeah, the Um, bird and the pigs. Bird's great. The pigs are great. I would would definitely love to spend a little bit more time. Like, if, if we were to do an adaptation of this, there would be a lot of time spent on the pigs running rampant through this town. Being completely untended. <laughs> but they're, they're just like little character details that I like. Like the, the ladies in waiting speaking terrible French. Yeah. Like that's that's a fun flavor. 
It is a good flavor. Feels like he had a, a particular experience with that. Yeah. It's it's, it's very specific. Uh, the emperor who only shoves his feet into the, the front of the shoes and doesn't put them over his heel. Um, I mean, I've done that many times. <laughs> Where it's just like, I, I just need shoes on my feet right now. I'm just going to not finish the job and flap my way across the room. Um, I just thought that was like a really interesting, tiny detail that that's what he usually does. Yeah. And this time, he is so serious about the bullshit the maids are pulling, that he is going to take the time to get them up over his heels, and the maid putting on her overshoes to protect them from the the swineherd thing. It's I don't. It's too short a story for these details to be the correct decision to have made, given the word count. But I do appreciate their existence, and adds a little bit of depth to the the story. That is otherwise sorely missing by lack of details or characterization in our two main characters. That is that is a common sin. That is, yeah. This is just a, an early version of, of that where the side characters are significantly more interesting than your protags. What do you think the bird's doing now? Uh, singing a different song. Yeah, not, not Dear Augustine, for sure. <laughs> or Free Bird. Maybe a bird and a pig... The bird and the uh, one of the pigs like team up and go off on their own adventure. That'd be fun. So if we ever come across a story where a bird and a pig are hanging out, we know where they <laughs> came from. Right about that, Hans Christian Anderson. Yeah, Anderson, Hansy boy. <laughs> All right. Any anything else you'd like to to say about this story? <laughs> no. <laughs> Feels. It feels a little bit like some of the some of the pieces in like the classical period of music where the where the forms were like you could kind of tell what was coming and like it's it's like technically fine in a lot of places but just not that exciting. What do you think it was trying to tell us? Don't kiss. <laughs> Be grateful for for things. Like when given a gift, don't be an ungrateful monster sure maybe that don't look the kiss horse in the mouth i do appreciate exactly i do appreciate that the story ends with the prince having contempt for her because most of the time like it will end in a marriage anyway like she said she said no and he persisted and then they marry anyway even though she hasn't really become a better person and he hasn't really become a better person that's they were in contact for long enough that it became inevitable. Uh, it does make this prince the pettiest person in existence, though. Because <laughs> this is a lot of effort to go through <laughs> to just, like, be able to say, fuck you for saying no to my gifts and freeing my bird. <laughs> but I do appreciate a good pettiness. <laughs> which has thus far been one of the themes of the stories we've read. We've we've had t- uh, two instances of very petty royalty, uh, and two instances mm-hmm. of this isn't actually a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think we're we're getting some patterns for twenty twenty three. I can't say that I like them. <laughs> uh, so we had a little bit of uh, Tyler Gordy Carmen type crying at everything. Mm hmm. Uh, and we also had 
a little bit of King Logic brain wasting disease, but on a more minor scale than usual. Just like a just a pinch of it. But that's it. No, I don't think any of our other types showed up. It was just a poor come prince. To mind anyway. Yeah, like no beauty was really mentioned on mm -hmm. either side. He's just poor, and she's the emperor's daughter. Are there any new ones we can add? Recurring elements that we haven't yet made a type for? Putting on your little poop shoes. <laughs> I don't think we've seen poop shoes before. Yeah, that's not that terribly frequent, unfortunately. It's there not, might be something but... with the the making of st stupid bullshit toys. <laughs> Maybe. But no, I think this one's pretty unique in a lot of its elements. What about annoying songs? I don't know that we've really seen a lot of that, though. All right. Um, so thank you, Kid Chaos, for suggesting this tale. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, folks, for listening to it. Thank you to all of our patrons for sponsoring the show and keeping us running. Thank you to our top-tier patrons, Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Lord of Dragons, Biblio Princess, Eerius, Midori, Becca Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, The Cheese Fairy Cometh, Cobbler's Got a Cobble, Awkward, Project Bird Fall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetti, Spag Co Ghost, Coast to Coast, I've used this one before, but I like it the most, Caitlin, The Haunted Combination, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut, Your Girl Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Versus, Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Nathan Lescott, Millipedish, High Listus of Wimbus, Cardman's Mortal Anemone Enemy, <sighs> Haley Prime, Justin, Lily is reminding you of the Book of Doug Stitch Along starting February 14th. Izzy and Jenna, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. I uh, hope you forgive me, Doug. He won't. I got a little no. heated last week, Doug. I'm sorry about that. No no retribution yet, but I was, I was waiting. Yeah, you should write an apology letter just to be sure. Um, I did catch a bit of a cold. That might have been Doug. Yeah. That's a that's a warning shot off the off the bow <laughs> from Doug. Um, we're with the folklore, and that's how it works. Happily ever after. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.